This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hi, everyone. This is Janice Robinson Celeste with Successful Black Parenting Magazine, and this is Back Talk. Now, today I'm going to talk about this docu-series with R. Kelly, Surviving R. Kelly. And I have lots of questions. We're going to go into some details about the docu-series. So if you haven't seen it, this is totally going to um, be probably a spoiler for you. So I'm not going to talk too much in detail about things that happen, but we're going to be talking about what people's reactions are to it. Um, I'm going to bring it back around to parenting and um, I'm going to share some stories with you. So my main question is, how is R. Kelly getting away with this? It's not like he was innocent or presumed innocent in court and was let go. He's gotten off for various other reasons. And yet he continues to get away with this. And we know in this society, money can buy anything, but it's buying his freedom. And the thing is that bothers me deeply is that this is a deep societal problem that continues to devalue Black women and girls. And we know for a fact that if he had been um, keeping a cult of just, you know, Caucasian women, he would be under the jail by now. We've seen it in the past with different cases. Now, recently I saw a video of R. Kelly in Ethiopia recruiting women for his alleged sex slave cult. He can be heard asking women if they got their passports, if they got their shots. I want you to take a listen to this video for a minute. I'm going to play it for you right now. This is the audio from that. I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? Okay, I'm just going to stop it there. Now, tell me that's not weird. Now, he prefaced it by saying he broke up with his girlfriend, but... That's just weird. Who gets on stage recruiting women? So now with this docuseries, it's it's even more creepy now that I know even more than I did when I first saw that. I thought, okay, this guy is a creep when I first heard that. But then I see all the different comments out there and I see uh, people defending him. And like, you know, my first thought when I first heard about this, um, I mean, we heard about it way back when with Aaliyah, but when I heard about it recently was, is this just another case of, you know, white America destroying another black successful man? In my opinion, I don't think so. I don't think so. I really doubt it. I saw a meme that read, what's the difference between Hugh Hefner and R. Kelly? Please stop putting that meme out there. It's just that meme is 
is just silly. The difference is that Hugh Hefner hired grown women who applied for a job and R. Kelly is abusing children. There's a big difference, a big, big difference. These girls are not of age. They don't have the cognitive ability to think for themselves. We know they don't have the cognitive ability for long-term planning or for predicting what will happen to them. They're just in here and now. Now, years ago, I was certified to identify child molesters to avoid hiring them at the YMCA where I was the executive branch director. I watched one video in particular with R. Kelly and uh, he said, well, when the interviewer Tori said, when you say, uh, when, you know, he asked him, do you like underage girls? And he said, when you say teenage, how young are we talking? How young are we talking? That is guilt. His response is all guilt. I believe that R. Kelly believes his own lies. He knows he has a problem, but he seems to have this king complex and it's going to catch up with him. You know, I remember hearing about the PP tape, the P tape where um, R. Kelly peed on someone and we all laughed. We thought, oh, that's that's hilarious. He peed on him, kind of, you know, messes that. I saw the Dave Chappelle skit and I laughed, but I never knew it was a child on that tape. I never saw the actual tape. I just assumed it was some woman of legal age, a child. Allegedly, he's peeing in the mouth of a child. That that, that is criminal. That's that. I mean, just pee, that all any of it is just criminal. But y'all, there there exists. According to this docuseries, a duffel bag of tapes of him sleeping with underage kids. And that was way back when. God knows he probably has like a whole basement. There's some tape somewhere that, you know, have all this on. There are probably some worse things than that, I'm sure. But according to the documentary, um, you know, he would carry this duffel bag around. And something tells me that he's too full of himself to destroy these tapes. Like he really enjoys watching them. So I'm betting that they're still around somewhere. Another question that I'm seeing is people are asking about the adult woman who slept with him and some other girls. Now, I don't know if she knew how old these kids were or, or whatever, but I'm assuming the people are referring to the G- DJ that he met that, and she was part of some threesomes and they were just saying, isn't she a child molester too? And yeah, the answer is yeah. She was 18 older. Yeah, she, 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 even if she was under his influence and power, she would be considered a child molester. Um, now, they're talking about uh, the other girl, I think we're getting Lisa. She was underage, so no, she would not be. But the DJ, if she was 18, yeah, that he met that was his girlfriend, you know, side girl, whatever she was. Yeah, she would definitely be in, in trouble if she was on the docuseries. Now, you think back, right? We all knew when the rumors of him marrying Aaliyah was go- were going around that something was wrong. But, you know, it was more of a pause 
because we weren't sure if it was a real marriage or not or a rumor. We kind of gave him a pass on that one because we were like, okay, maybe it's just a rumor. You know, they're always together. And we kind of was like, all right, one eyebrow up. Not sure. But now we know that there's something, there's definitely something wrong there. Um, the thing is, the statistic is usually one out of four girls are sexually abused in this country. That's a lot of girls. That means at your workplace, you can count them down. All the women you see, one out of four would be abused sexually sometime in their life. You have four daughters. One of them going to get sexually abused before they are 18. That's pretty deep. Now, in this uh, documentary, R. Kelly's former tour manager, uh, Mr. Smith, he's complicit in my opinion. He has a sly smile if you watch it during an interview, which appeared to, appeared to be almost approval-like, like my boy. But then he says he doesn't agree with anything that he did. But the, watch the facial expression and the body language on this if you watch it or watch it again. Some of these people in here who are saying they don't agree with it, they, they, the body language is saying something totally different. The people that were around R. Kelly and are around him now that know this is going on should be held accountable too. It's your fault as well. You know, if you know this is going on, the abuse of these children, they should be held accountable. Now, apparently um, R. Kelly told one of his, his victims he was molested as a child. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. He may have said it just to get her to, uh, you know, be more receptive to him. But we know that um, from studies that those who are molested are likely to molest. Doesn't mean they always do. Just know they're more likely to. So, you know, I'm sure he needs therapy and, and, and all of that. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about calling these minor black girls fast. That's another thing I keep hearing. These girls are very fast. You know, they're grown up. They mature fast. Fast is what they say. But there's a name for that. It's called the adultification of black girls. Fast girls. A study by Georgetown University Law School Center on Poverty and Inequality stated that Black girls, particularly those ages 5 to 14, 5 to 14, are seen as more sexually mature and know more about adult topics than white girls in the same peer group. Black girls are not afforded the same childhood benefits as white girls. This is a study by Georgetown University's Law Center. And what we're doing by saying they're fast is we're falling into that type of making them grow up before their time. We shouldn't be seeing our girls as women. They're not women. They're young children. So when you say they're fast, you're saying they're less deserving of protection than white girls of the same age. Words are powerful. They resonate. Be careful what you say. 
Now, diehard R. Kelly fans, I don't even know what to say to you. I really don't. Except that we put way too much of ourselves into celebrities. Celebrity worship, like, this is cult-like, and I don't get it. But let's think about all the other celebrities that are with or have had underage girlfriends. There are a lot of them. And they've been getting away with this because it's been going on for a very long time. I'll say this. I hope this Lifetime documentary reaches someone in the justice system that cares. And parents, do not, do not give your children to the entertainment industry. They'll be quick to try to take them. You know, I've experienced it. I've seen it where they're like, oh, they can just stay at the model's apartment and we'll take care of them. They'll have a chaperone. Chaperone ain't there half the time. You don't know that though until it's too late. You, if your child is under 18, you do not leave them with anyone. They're with you 24 seven. They say you can't go on a shoot or you can't go um, because it's closed set or you can't go. You tell them they can't go. It doesn't work that way. You go if they go. You also have to give your child a good foundation to know what to do from right and wrong. And yes, I understand that sometimes even that is not enough. And I have to comment on our country's double standard justice system. When it comes to people like a Jeff Epstein, who is a serial sex abuser, now a registered sex abuser. If you don't know him, He's a friend of Donald Trump's, Bill Clinton, Great Britain's Prince Andrew. He is a wealthy businessman who pimped underage girls to wealthy men, including top politicians that you know, for sex. Sex acts that included oral sodomy and penetration and name some. It basically pays to be wealthy because Epstein recently cut a sweet deal for a financial settlement to the to dozens of the girls um, that were involved, and he issued an apology. Okay, so yes, he did get caught, but he didn't serve any jail time. I don't know what will happen with R. Kelly or if anything, but we need to make sure that he does come to justice if these allegations are true. And they seem to be overwhelmingly leaning toward truth than anything else. Now let's just talk about as parents, how do these child molesters get away with so many things? And you don't even know sometimes as a parent, you know, as a child, I was molested from age five to 14 and it was every summer by a cousin. So not always is the child molester some stranger or some entertainer. It's not. A lot, you know, most of the time, 90% of child sexual abuse victims know their abusers. And 50% under the age, that of children under age of six were molested by a family member. 50% were a family member. 
that's half of your family you can't trust. Um, family members account for 23% of those abusing children ages 12 to 17. You know, child molesters control the minds of their victims by creating fear. Fear of repercussions, fear of having something you value taken from you, fear of getting in trouble, and the list goes on and on. At five years old, my molester told me to smoke a cigarette five years old. And then told me after I smoked, if I didn't do what he said, that he would tell my parents and I would get in trouble. Five-year-old, that's terrifying. I smoked a cigarette. I'm in trouble. What a low life. And then he kept it going with all the things throughout the years. And I was afraid. Now, in hindsight, knowing better, this is where your mind matures. I know if I had told my father, he would have pretty much Hulk smashed him, if not killed the boy, my cousin. So you have to understand your children may be afraid to speak up. Um, I had three girls, so the likelihood of one of them being molested was very high. And I knew the, the statistics and I knew what I went through. So what did I do to protect my own girls? I felt like when I was raising them, that is a war out there between me and the world to make sure that they were raised successfully and that they made it. And that's how I looked at it as a war. And I was going to do whatever it took to make sure that they were successful. And I would put my dreams on hold. I would put myself on a back burner. And I would, if I had to um, <laughs> spy on them, whatever it did, I did, needed to do, I did it to know what was going on. When they came home and they wouldn't tell me what's going on in their lives, I found out. I've made ways of finding out. Um, you know, I even bugged my telephone one time because I have really good electronics. And people were like, oh, what about their privacy? They're in my house. I'm paying the bills. Privacy is mine. But, you know, people have different opinions about things like that. But I'm going to do whatever I had to do to make sure my kids were okay. Also didn't allow sleepovers. You couldn't, couldn't go to sleepover, period. I just, I squashed that. No, no sleepovers. So you don't know who's at whose house, what uncle is visiting. You don't know if mom or the kid they're sleeping over has a boyfriend that's a per. You don't know. You don't know everybody. So I was like, no, you're not not going to sleepovers. Um, I built a strong foundation in communication. I wanted them to be able to come tell me anything as they got older. Um, and that's hard to do because teenagers want to shut down. And if they didn't communicate, I made sure I, I, I probed and found out a little bit more. I only trusted a few select people to babysit them and care for them. It was like my mom, my aunt. That was pretty much a cousin that was a, a female. I did not leave them, even though I had to go to school. There were times I had to take my kid with me to college at night school. But I did not trust anyone. I still don't. And I wouldn't. So those are some of the statistics about um, family members. You know, so it's not always R. Kelly's out there. Um and, you know, we all knew about R. Kelly for a while. You know, it's no need to post about him in the docuseries, really. Um, post about your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, your aunties who are pedophiles that you know of. And everybody in the family knows something wrong. Something's wrong there. So they don't do it to someone else's child. 
and let children be children and let black girls and black boys be children too. Thank you. Let's talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.